0: Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy, co founder of KidsViews.com. And next to me,
2: banging on the table is <laughs> so sorry. Amy Oztan of SelfishMom.com. Hi, Amy. Hi, as soon as Rebecca started talking, I like banged my knee really hard <laughs> into the
1: table all par for the course. We're in a different studio today, so we're just trying to get our bearings. Yeah, it's like backwards, kind of. <laughs> I know, we are backwards. I feel like we're backwards. Um, and that is Andrea Smith, you just heard. Hello. Tech Guru Extraordinaire. We are here in the studio. Amy and I are, I would say, well, safely enjoying back to school, no. except they've had two days off. They had three days of school and then two days off. Yeah,
2: so like, it, we last Tuesday we were saying our kids are starting tomorrow which was Wednesday and then they went to school for three days and then had a four-day weekend and then they're gonna go to school for two days and then have two days off no they and then a school day off
1: three days and then have two days. no because the two
2: days off are Wednesday and Thursday oh right it's so, so days, stupid which it, nobody's on. gonna be there on Friday so it's basically a five-day oh, weekend my kids will be. <laughs> no mine will be in Florida <laughs> oh well lucky so for you. yeah, yeah. all right well we today
1: we are tackling two different topics um the first one is we've heard from many people now that Back to School is in session that carpool, after-school activity organization, all these insane things that all of a sudden you have this hyper, hyper schedule with everyone doing a different thing, pulled into a different place, how do you manage it all? Are there apps for that? Which, of course, there are. Um, and what are our tips and suggestions for like getting your family organized and carpooling and not killing yourself and your neighbors? <laughs> and then topic two, we're going to talk about all the new fall movies coming out and maybe even fall TV, some that are going to be great to go do with your family, some maybe just for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm so excited that the summer, even though there's not as much of a summer drought anymore because there's so much amazing. TV on cable, but I thought the movies this summer were sort of lame, so I'm I excited. I don't even go to any movies Ugh, this yeah, summer. Yeah, I'm so excited for we fall. We used to go
0: just to go for the air conditioning, now I
1: have... <laughs> it's too expensive my, for that. Now, now my husband
0: put central air in my house, and I never leave my house.
1: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right, so let's jump right into topic one, which is the insanity of after-school scheduling, carpool madness, and how you balance all of that. Um, it is. I think it's a huge transition getting back into that groove of back to school. You know, you've, you've yeah. had sort of a lazy summer. If you haven't really Cared so much about what your kids did. It was a little more unscheduled, even if it was scheduled. And you, they had day camp or sleepaway camp, whatever it was. It is a rude awakening that first week, getting up and out in the morning. It's like a muscle you haven't flexed in two and a half months. Oh it's ridiculous, God, it's awful, and um, and even like the breakfast and the whole thing and the unpacking and the forms. Oh, I truly. I don't understand, and I would like to hear from people who are not in the New York City school system, because the fact that I have to fill out that same stupid blue card every year, twice, for both my kids, why can't they just say, has your information changed? Right. Yeah. Or why
0: no. isn't that online? Right. Yeah, and why is it online? Because why they isn't that just like a portal where because, you go and update? Because all your if stuff. the zombie
2: apocalypse comes, they need it in a file somewhere. It's literally in a file. I think I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think, so, but they've never seen them pull it out
1: because the blue card sits somewhere in the main office. But like when I go pick up my children, they totally look them up on the computer to see what class they're in at that given time and email. So I have no idea where that blue card goes or what it does, but. Why I had to fill out like eight forms,
2: yeah, and then times two. I, I really just wanted to. Oh, I, I will say that when my son started middle school, I was hoping it would be computerized, and it wasn't. And I had to fill everything out. And then the next two years, I did get something that had some information filled out. Ooh. So, yeah, like pre-printed blue cards, yes, like partly. So I, th- I think the parts that you ha- still had to put in were like emergency contact info, stuff like that, that's right. more likely to have changed. So it does get a little bit better. But m- both of my kids started new schools this year. So now we're back to square one with the forms. So let's that's actually a good segue into this idea of
1: carpool, how you organize yourself, because I think emergency contact for many people, it's not a family member. You don't live near family. Right. No. And you actually have to have friends that you can say, right, "Will you be my in case of emergency?" Right. And of course, or if your
0: kid is sick, and you know, and yes. you're working in the
1: city, and you know, someone
0: has to be there to pick them up. Someone has to be there. Yep. It
1: has to be um, really a parent who's at home. So if you're a working parent, you really need to befriend someone who is staying at home and I, might be a little
2: more available. I'm the only one I know who stays at home. So, <laughs> like so all of my, my friends work. People? There are other people who aren't going to be home during the day, honestly, if they get called. So I give their cell numbers, and maybe they can leave work. I don't know.
0: So I'm embarrassed to tell you, in my town, where many, many women stay home, and I worked in the city every day, with literally a body of water and a bridge between me and my sick child, I called two neighbors once. My son needed to be picked up. Two of them were out. And the third one said, oh, I was just running out to tennis. Is there someone else you can call? (sighs) Wow. And then I put my sister down as the emergency (laughs) contact. It was very disheartening. You know, it was really like,
1: wow, really? Tennis? That's really a panicky feeling, too, when you just can't get someone to get your kid. I always had two of my best girlfriends. Um, I mean, I had my mom, who luckily lived in the city. But then I had my two friends who lived like two blocks from the school, so I knew they could be there in you know a moment's notice if they needed to be. And I think that's what's nice about a neighborhood school sometimes, yeah. too, is that the people
2: tend to be around, You would, if they're not around. You <laughs> would think. And then one time I was in Seattle, I was visiting Intel, and um, I had a babysitter mix-up, and my daughter didn't get picked up, and I called Everyone I could possibly think of, and I couldn't get a hold of anybody to pick up my daughter. We had to wait till my husband could like leave an important meeting and get back from Manhattan, and it was like this huge disaster. And I was sobbing in the lobby, and like we go to a neighborhood school, and there was nobody around at all. That's crazy. Yeah, I think they were ignoring my call. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe. So let me ask you a question so. because theoretically, in that situation where you can't get anyone or your neighbor's busy playing tennis, um. Today there's Uber, there's Uber for kids, there's all kinds of apps, there's taxis. I mean, would you feel comfortable but just I mean if the school allowed, which we know the school will not. The school won't give your, your child to anybody you know who's not an adult. But wouldn't it be awesome if you could just say, "I'm calling an Uber for them and sending them home. They're old enough to be home alone."
2: Well, that's I always <laughs> think the Ferris Bueller. I'm well, like no. at, at the time when this happened, she wasn't like right. she wasn't um, old enough to be home alone. She wouldn't have been able to get in. So right, I mean, because otherwise she could have dismissed herself at three. Yeah, like, yeah. She, she could have just yeah. walked home.
0: Yeah, because yeah. yeah. my my son was old enough. You know, he certainly could have just been dropped off, gone in, and been home alone.
1: Yeah, I think no. You to be Sixteen in New York to uh, go home by yourself from school. Like, like not at, at a not Like to, be signed, time. Yeah, to be signed out oh, early? Yeah, to signed out Oh, that's interesting. I think it's 16. um, Because the school's legally responsible for yeah. you. Or there's some right. difference like that. But I think, so my daughters have done Uber, not from school. My daughters have taken Uber when they've had to get places that I didn't want to take them. Mm-hmm. They've gone with friends. Like if they've had an early morning, they've had a bat mitzvah across town, all that kind of stuff. Where I'm like, why am I, t- that's yeah. silly. Like why should I schlep them across town? They've taken Ubers. Um, they've taken Vias, which is a service here in New York where it's rideshare, where it's five dollars for the first person and two fifty for each additional person. Um, I just put the app on their phone. I did, and mm-hmm. I usually call it. Like they have to ask me first before they do it, but I've hundred percent been places waiting for them, and there was not a taxi in sight. The bus wasn't coming. And um, they didn't have a subway metro card because we lived, like, too close to the school, whatever. Mm. And I was like, just, I'm getting you a via. Like, here's where yeah. it is. Like, you're go pick it up. So I think in the city you have this flexibility right. that's mm-hmm. very different. I know there is, it's not Uber for kids. There's a company. Um, it's called Shuttle. Shuttle. Yeah. Shuttle. That is you know billing themselves as Uber for kids but they are doing the background checks on the drivers right. and there are suburban parents who are
2: using that and yep. are super excited about it. It's not
0: nationwide it's Which just anything in San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, yeah. But, When
2: my but, kids were younger I totally would have used that I would have used the hell out of that. I would have absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's interesting, you know, there was a car service that tried to launch in New York last year, and I think they couldn't get enough drivers, but the idea was it was only women drivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the idea, was that people were more comfortable putting their yeah. children in the car with women drivers than they were with a male driver.
2: Which is so unfair to men, and yet when I talk to my daughter about, you know, if you're in a situation where you need help, look for a mom with kids. Yeah. yeah. I, I And I feel really crappy about saying that, honestly. But it's true. Yeah. It is true. So, okay, so there's shuttle... For those of you in San Francisco, <laughs>
1: right. So for the rest but of the world, all,
2: there's
0: carpooling. Right, there's carpooling, and so what's cool now, and of course, this wasn't available for me when when I needed it, but a lot of people use these apps now. So there's there's something called Carpool Kids, uh, which is basically you know creating a calendar, inviting your friends, saying okay, this one's going to softball, this one's going to swim, this one's going to Cub Scouts, who's going where, and you kind of create this shared calendar. Um, and you get push notifications. So oh, I really right. like that because, like, don't forget to pick up <laughs> <It's> your <laughs> day to carpool. Essential. Yeah, that's really essential. Um, there's that. There's Carpool School Edition. Um, I have not tried that myself personally, but it's in the iTunes store. They had some pretty good reviews on it. I looked that up. And then there's an app. I'm sure you guys are familiar with this. It's called Cozy, C-O-Z-I. Mm-hmm. and it's really a family yeah. planning app it's a shared calendar and a way to put your medical information it just does a whole lot more but there's a carpooling component in there as well so so those are some that are that i you know enable you to create your own carpool with your group of friends which i think would be super useful
1: yeah, yeah. I think especially when you have something else doing the push notifications, it <laughs> sort of takes the um, disagreement or nagging out of it. Maybe then no one would have been mad at Andrea yeah. anymore.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so, <laughs> so this is this was my end of car. We tried a carpool, and it was like one day a week was my. You know, my my husband was great. He got up early. He did the morning run, but my afternoon run picking up kids was just so, such an awful experience because this one girl was always late, and she never texted. I mean, we could text at that point. You know, we did have that. And (laughs) she could have said, I'm staying for volleyball practice or not coming home today. Or her parents could have thought to let me know. So, you know, you're sitting there in the back of school and you've got five kids, you know, beating each other up in the back seat and you just need to go and you're like, can't leave without, you know, she whose name I won't say. Right. <laughs> and so, of course, eventually I complained enough time to the parents that they literally dropped out of the carpool and stopped talking to us. Look and we it. were neighbors. So, you know, so you it was see, a horrible yeah. experience. that to you. Yes. The other
1: thing I'll say, I remember seeing, um, I'm always like envious of people who live in the suburbs who have like a mudroom. Like, yeah. One of those rooms where all that crap goes. So um, I think it was real simple. Had a set of wall hooks, and instead of by like kid or by whatever, it was by day. Mm. So like Monday, like the ballet craps hanging there. Tuesday, the soccer craps hanging there. (laughs) Wednesday. That's cool. And it was great. And they said like it's the best way to organize it by day because your kids, as they walk out the door, it's like it's Wednesday, and it always goes back there. So you always know where your stuff is. I find that's the worst part: is your kids head out to their day and they head after school and they forgot their. Soccer ball, their sneakers, their saxophone. ballet slippers, their saxophone.
2: They're Rebecca, I, I had your jacket for two months. If I had, <laughs> if I had a Tuesday, if had a Tuesday hook, hook, I would have remembered it seven weeks ago. So I have. We have these big heavy
1: metal doors because we live in a New York apartment. So all the doors are always metallic um, underneath. So you can stick magnets on them. So I have these giant. This is from my friend Claire, who was the first person I saw do this. Sh- these magnet clips that have like hooks on them. Oh, so smart. So I put. Like everything on them that might have to go out that day, or like dry cleaning receipts, or like anything that you're gonna need when you go out to do that errand is like on that. And especially when I go out of town, I stick everything there, and I have a big metal board that I write stuff on. Like, did you remember? Okay. are <laughs> this this is. But it, I think everything at that door on the way
2: out. There's no way anyone can miss it. Like an extra set of keys, like whatever it is, right there. I need to find um, a, an, an aesthetically pleasing way to do that on my wooden door. Yes. Without yeah. ruining it. i sure yeah, Etsy.
0: But see, we've got so we've got these glass doors that go out of my kitchen into the back, which is where our cars are parked in the suburbs. And uh, my husband will put post-it notes on there. He'll literally put a little yellow that. post-it note on the glass pane to remind himself to do something, and then he will walk right by it. Oh, oh, yeah. Maybe he
1: needs to put it by the doorknob and <laughs> not on the glass pane, like right where just, he's opening the door.
2: And I just laugh and I leave it there for days. And finally I say, did you do this? And he says, uh, oh, I didn't see that. He treats the post-its like I treat my calendar. It's just, it's aspirational, yeah, but exactly. largely ignored. Yeah. It's an app. Yeah. All right. Those are our suggestions for that. We will
1: be back with topic two, which is fall TV and movies, which we're so excited. We'll be right
2: back. To Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: So this week we have Kumon joining us once again, speaking about back to school and organizing everything after school. This is definitely one of the after school things you wanna make sure your kids have their work for. Every parent wants their kids to have the best chance to succeed in life. That's why every parent needs to know about Kumon math and reading programs. Created in Japan almost 50 years ago, the Kumon method has worked for thousands of kids around the world. In fact, most Kumon students are studying above grade level. That's because, unlike sitting in front of a teacher and passively taking notes, Kumon actively helps kids develop critical self-learning skills as they advance at their own pace. So, students from as young as three through high school gain a valuable academic advantage that can propel them throughout school, into college, and beyond. See what Kumon can do for your child by visiting a free parent orientation a limited time, you can save up to $50 on free registration at That's kumon.com. That's k-u-m-o-n dot Kumon, where smart kids get smarter. Offer is valid at participating centers only. Most Kumon centers are independently owned and operated. Okay, we are back for topic two, which is fall movies and I, I'm going to open it with this. Do you guys think there's an oversaturation of Star Wars going on? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I almost, and I am a crazy Star Wars fan. I was five when the first one came out. I saw it probably 28 times that summer, along with Grease. Every weekend was Star Wars and Grease, Star Wars and Grease. Um, my dad took me to see it in 70 millimeter in Times Square in wow. 1977. So he his story is he was walking me down the street in 42nd Street, covering my eyes because that's what time, that was Times Square in 1977. Not now um, but we went, went to see no, it. Now it's, you have to, cover, starting to you back back cover your eyes for the other reasons um, for, for topless ladies. This was different. This was like people pretty much offering to buy me off my father I think, <laughs> at that point. Um, but so you know I was Princess Leia obviously for many Halloween. You totally I, have the hair. I, I was, oh I was it. I was. I was all in from the very beginning but even I have to say I think there is too much Star Wars merch happening. I think it is insane. So you mean the
0: commercialization of it. The
1: commercialization, the merchandising, it's everywhere. It's one thing like when Lego was Star Wars, but now everything is Star Wars. There's Star Wars versions of everything. They launched, I think it was a Boeing plane, one of the new planes, is decked out like R2-D2. Oh, my God. They showed it. There is So it's all licensing. It's, it's all, all licensing. how much money they're making
0: and on licensing.
1: so much of it yeah. that it's not special. Like every time I used to right. see something fun that was Star Wars, you'd be like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. I have to have it. Now I'm like, another R2-D2 dress? Except for the BB-8
0: coming from <laughs> That does look cool. That looks awesome.
1: It looks awesome?
2: That looks awesome.
1: But it is, it's getting a little, it, it's almost, it's just too much. I think it's too much.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say. I was all in for the first three Star Wars. Um, I'm, you know, roughly the same age as you and um, also did many, many, many costumes when I was younger. Um, by the time the next three came along, I thought I was all in and then hated them. Oh, no, them. I can't be in for those. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I bailed on I don't even on let those. my children see those. No, no. My my <laughs> daughter, like, thinks that it's part, like, she thinks there are six movies. There aren't. No. Um, but but the sequel now, this so one's going to be great. It, this one's right. Be good. So I was yeah. getting excited again, yeah. but now like I keep forgetting that it didn't come out yet because it's just everywhere. I know
1: it's everywhere and everything. I mean, yeah. cookie cutters. Like I mean, there's just you can't walk into a store. Well, I was in Costco when we were in Michigan. There was a huge Star Wars section already, and it was just. I don't know, and then it felt gross that it was all like piled at Costco. I don't know. Right. It just looked like it almost looked don't like it was you done. See that? Like yeah, to your point, like right. it was already like odd lots. Like yeah. it was like dumped there.
0: But don't you see, like with Frozen, you know, and Disney merchandising? But that I mean,
1: after the movie came out,
0: right, right. But yeah. there is that complete saturation of licensing with, you know, I think if the licensing is special, I think if it's with a select few companies or a select few brands, it's one thing. But when you start licensing across the board to anything and everything, then it really, it kind of devalues it, I think. I think, think so. Yeah. I
1: think it just feels like by the time the movie comes out, like to your point, Amy, you're like, the movie didn't come out? Yeah. Right? The movie doesn't come out till December, I think December 18th. <laughs> oh, wow. Um. So, you know, it bums me out because it becomes noise, right? There's so much Star Wars merch that it's just like background um, and it's not novel anymore, and it's not, I don't know. So who you do know. you think is more excited, really excited to see the movie, the movie parents or kids, right? Um, I think there has been a new generation of kids because of the new movies, for better or worse, who are super into Star Wars. I mean, I think the animated series, the Clone Wars series have run on TV for so long. The video games. The video games, the Lego I do think there's a, a next generation of kids that has been well-primed for it. I mm-hmm. think the adults obviously want to see Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill. Yes, I do. Who is, by the way, the same age as Alec Guinness was when he played Obi-Wan Stop in the first it. movie. <laughs> Mark Hamill is now the same age, which blows my mind, but makes total sense. It's yeah. actually like 30 years later yeah. from Return of the Jedi, which is really interesting. Wow. Um. So I think, I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's going to be a huge, giant hit. So, aside from Star Wars, which you already know will be a huge mm-hmm. giant hit, um, I actually get more excited for fall TV. Like, I feel like I ran the course of my summer TV, I binged. I'm actually not completely done with rewatching every season. Of um, six feet under, which was my <laughs> summer project, because I was like, "That was the best show," and I was right; it was totally the best show. <laughs> if you start again from the beginning, you cannot believe how unbelievable. That All right, show so is. I'm
0: taking notes on this because, as you guys know, I barely watch TV. I've <gasps> never saw six feet, feet under. Six, Foot under I, six feet under. Mm. I never saw the Sopranos. Okay, I never saw the like there are shows that we never saw. So they're
1: both on HBO Go.
0: Gonna have um, to do this, and you I'm like gonna Parenthood, so if you I like loved Peter Krause, Parenthood. so he's
1: the lead. You can't watch Six Feet Under and not think how right. that man didn't win an Emmy every year. I don't know. Writing it it's down. Tremendous. I mean, we're
0: just finally finishing also the, the last two finale. episodes of House of Cards, season mm. three. Finally,
1: that's because it wasn't so good. Yeah, that was hard to get through season yeah. three, and
0: <laughs> I really hated her hair. Yeah, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> so fall TV. So I'm always excited for. Um, Shonda Rhymes, We call Thursday Shonday in my house um, because it is um, how to get away with murder and scandal. Um, so we have our our double decker Shonday. Um, even my daughters and I'm like, get to bed, Shonday. I gotta go, I gotta go watch TV, And they're not always good. Scandal sort of has definitely fallen off, but it's still totally cannot not watch it. Um I do not watch Grey's Anatomy however I gave up on that a long long oh, time ago I watched one ago. year
2: of that yeah. See she lost my trust after a few years of that so I didn't try her other shows <gasps> Yeah You have to watch it just for the performances Okay
1: <laughs> I do like the cast They're but... not you know they're not up to the part they're not madmen like they're not right. like fabulously written but cuz they're like sensationalist in your face um, but for my money, like I think the gutsiest, ballsiest like women on okay. TV. like just that's for that, scene. just for the shit hmm. she has her characters do, like unapologetically, it's like to me
2: always worth watching. Okay. See, so, yeah, there are no shows that I'm all excited for. it's it's all movies. That I'm looking so forward to. Movies. I know. Yeah. I barely go to the movies. Although, I feel some like, people are trying to get TV. me to
1: watch
0: The Good Wife.
1: Oh, her, The Good Wife is right. awesome. I never saw that. From the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah, when well, yeah. Josh Charles was wife. on it. Gotta do that. I think one without, too. Josh, Charles, I think one without too. Josh Charles, it sort of lost its. Good Wife. All right. Yeah. I have homework.
0: All right, so, you Amy, do. what movies are you looking forward to? Okay,
2: the first one, The Martian. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, so excited for the Martian. So good. Although,
2: now Matt Damon is
1: has well, fallen
2: off the pedestal in yeah, a big, big, giant way. For people who don't know what we're talking about, there was an episode of Project Greenlight the other night. I was actually watching it live um, where uh, they're they're casting a director for their movie, and um, and it's casting the director because it's a TV show, and there was an argument between Matt Damon and the only African-American woman um, in on the decision. Um, the only African-American Person. <laughs> person in the room. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that he kind of mansplained and whitesplained and, or as, mm. as someone put it, ballsplained um, <laughs> diversity to this African-American to women, uh, American woman. yeah, And it it, interrupted her. Yeah. Re- and regardless of how you feel about, you know, do you pick somebody because of the race? Do you pick somebody because they're the right person for the job? He did just kind of roll over her. He also made those two things
1: mutually exclusive, which was what the big problem is. When you're saying it should be merit, not diversity, as if... You can't have both.
2: So, <laughs> so aside from that ickiness, <laughs> we'll I will see still see him in the Martian. Um, maybe a lot of people think that he should be on Mars, so that's that's fitting. <laughs> well, member um, from Mars. Okay. There you go. Um, <laughs> Celebrity man. Especially. But I am very excited. Somehow, like the run-up to this movie totally missed me. I first saw a preview for it a week ago, and I was like, "What the is Martian? this? Yeah, you didn't read the book? No." Yeah, you're not the first okay. person to give me yeah. that look. Must read, <laughs>
0: read the book before the book. you see the movie. Yeah, okay, yeah, we oh, have no.
1: children, must read the book. If okay. you have teens, yeah. must. We had oh, this conversation two weeks ago, it.
0: actually, with a bunch of people talking about this movie.
1: I will buy yeah. it today. I will
2: make my sure that the entire family it. reads it.
0: So the other one that was a book that is now coming as a TV series that we were talking about is The Man in the High Castle. Um, it is a book that um, was out i think just this year about what would have happened if hitler and the nazis had won the war
2: oh wasn't and that they've, um
0: they've turned it into oh, a tv oh i read TV a different series. book about that it
2: was like fatherland or something yeah fatherland yeah. that came out a long oh. time ago yeah
0: this is the man, the man in the high castle, the man in the white castle. I think it's the man in the high castle. White we'll castle is a different it. thing. Yeah.
2: That's that's <laughs> yummy. That's yeah. not, that's Beastie Boy. Yeah.
0: Um, um. So that's coming. Uh, I think it's an Amazon original. So oh, okay. That's something that's coming out that I'm looking forward to.
2: There's another book that's that's um, well, it's the true stories are. Th- there are several being turned into movies this fall. Um, there's the one about Everest, yeah. which looks really compelling. Also, book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's another one that was a true story. Hold on. I, ha- I have notes. I have to you guys talk. I have well, to Well, I was going to say notes. family film-wise, I actually think The Good Dinosaur looks
1: mm. amazing. Anything about dinosaurs I I think The I Good love. Dinosaur is going to be a fabulous fabulous film for families. Um, and then I saw a preview screening actually of Goosebumps. Um, and for those of you who have kids who love the Goosebumps series, he is he has sold more books than Stephen King. Huh. Um, and has not gotten the credit for it. And it's he is played, he himself is played in the movie by Jack Black. So the movie is so smart because I thought, Oh my god, there's eight bazillion goosebumps books. How are they gonna do this? They actually made all those books basically, brought all of them into this film. And he plays R. L. Stein. That's and cool. It hmm. is He's fantastic. The character of Earl Stein, I guess, is very much Earl Stein. He's, like, ornery and, like, just So and it's fa- it's great. So my
0: son loved Goosebumps, first of all. Read them all the time. I mean, you know, every time we passed a store that sold lawn gnomes, I think he just ran <laughs> for cover. Um, and so they I've are a interviewed... huge part of
1: the movie. They are a huge <laughs> oh, I'm part. I'm excited.
0: So in my time at ABC, I have interviewed, you know— Rock stars, Bill Gates, you know, leading people in the technology world, politicians. The biggest day for my son was when I interviewed R.L. Stein, because he came out with his first book to video game. And I interviewed him and I recorded it so that my son could see it. And that was the day he was like, Mom, you're cool.
1: Right. That's awesome. (laughs) I don't care how old he is, you should go see the movie. Because I think if you're a fan, I mean, I had friends who saw the preview who also... Their kids then went out and bought, like, a ton of the books. Um, they'd read one or two. It's it's just really well done. I think it's very hard to do children's books yeah. well. Um, Especially since, since kids have, have such a picture in their
0: head. Yes. You know, like, they have their imagination and what they think that book and is going to look like. And those books are
1: scary. Oh, yeah. Really scary. So yeah. um, it's not for little kids. It's <laughs> for, like, you know, maybe seven and up. Way so off. did right. you go I just yeah. googled
2: Mine is the Man in the High Castle. Okay. And, okay. No, yours? The, the one that I was trying to think of was The Walk, which is the true story of the French guy who walked between the twin towers on All oh, right, there's a documentary yeah, on, um, on a high wire. Yeah. Um, well this one star, stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yes. who I love. You've seen that preview like a thousand times. I haven't seen it. Where? You haven't seen I, it? No, I haven't seen
1: any every, previews
2: for anything. Uh, oh it's my ridiculous. god, every time you
1: see like I don't know what I saw in IMAX cuz now I can't remember cuz I didn't really
2: feel like anything I saw was good. Oh, Mad Max. When I saw Mad Max uh, it's not where mm-hmm. the summer they had preview for it. I only went to one movie this summer, so I've seen, like, no previews. Yeah, there were no good movies
0: Well, I went to none. But the movie that I'm waiting to see, that I'm really super excited about seeing, also was a book, one of my favorite books. My husband and I both read and loved, A Walk in the Woods.
2: (gasps) I love that book.
0: And I, because I thought, so Robert Redford and Paul Newman were going to do these roles. And I was so excited about this. And then, of course, Paul Newman passed away, and it was shelved. And now it's come. It's out, I think, or it's coming out. Out. It's out. It's out. Okay. So this is some. I, I don't know. So we'll I it. love Robert Redford. <laughs> I love the book. I don't know.
1: Multi's supposed to be amazing. Rebecca's
0: actually. giving me a
1: face, but I don't know. Remember when I was thought it was. Um, oh. Was good... But I just feel like I have to. <laughs> Although see they it. said just seeing the Appalachian Trail is pretty amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, but what do we think of the Muppet Show
2: reboot? I can't wait. Uh, really? I cannot. Wait I think it's really difficult. Why? Because the
1: Muppets haven't been doing that well. So aside, so it's really interesting to look at Star Wars and the Muppets. The Muppets have not fared so well. The Muppets have not held up as well. Um, the Muppets have a big nostalgia factor for our generation, for Gen X, I think. And I don't think it is translated
2: to the kids. It's not supposed to. That show is squarely aimed at, at older people, not the yeah. new, not the reboot. Oh, the the commercials are like I think racy they're trying to tap and, into the parents. Yeah. But it's an
1: eight o'clock show. It's um, supposed to be a family. It's an ABC family show together. And I don't think it needs the kids to survive. I don't. I don't. I'll don't be very interested to see what happens. I think the genius of the Muppets was that it appealed on both levels. Right? We all watched it as kids, but our parents. All watched it because it was so smart. And um, when you rewatch those old Muppet shows, like I tried showing them to my daughters, they had zero interest. It was so rooted in vaudeville. Yeah. And our generation still could relate to that, right? Mm-hmm. Because that still permeated our culture, right? Because our culture was still dominated by the culture of the 50s and the 60s, right? It, but now it's, it's completely lost. Completely lost. Completely foreign. They're like, what is going on? Like, that culture has not... But a, a
2: big part of it was died. also... when died. When I showed it to my kids, they liked it, but they weren't dying to see more. And I think a lot of it is that the guest stars, they have no clue oh, yeah. who these people are. Um, some of them, I didn't even know who they were. But now it will be people that they know. It'll be interesting to see. There's so much more available to
1: them on demand all the time Mm -hmm. and I think and we had this conversation when the girls were in the studio with us with our daughters they don't watch appointment TV yeah well neither do I I don't know if this will be a show that kids will Mm -hmm. want to watch later on their own on a computer I think you know the ABC that idea of having they have been trying to build this family night that you watch together and it's a hard it's a hard sell it'll be very interesting for me I mean I love the Muppets but I think it'll be interesting to see if it can work
2: oh I so hope you're wrong I just I hope you're wrong. I love them. I hope I'm wrong too. I just and I don't like Kermit's voice. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that right
1: not now. Not a lot that we is can no do Jim about that. <laughs> so I don't like the new Kermit's voice. Um, all right, well let us know what shows you're excited about or movies you're excited about and Everyone tells what you think of the Muppets once it airs. <laughs> right. I am so curious. I haven't <laughs> seen a preview for it. I've only seen the commercials. I've I wish seen, I had seen a screener.
2: I've seen everything that they've thrown up on YouTube. Yeah, it's right. all been
1: hilarious. I yeah. loved it. Me too. But I haven't showed it to my daughters. I don't know if they think it's hilarious. Um, but maybe they're too old now too. Hmm, maybe. maybe 13's too old. Maybe so old.
0: everybody let old. us know what you
1: think and how old yeah. your kids are. Yeah, and what shows you're looking forward to. I'm sure we left out a ton. And send me some
0: ideas of TV
1: shows to watch. Um, Oh, my God. I'll give you that. Please. All right. We are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back with our Bites of the Week.
2: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: So, we are super excited that Plated is back as a sponsor. I think we continued talking
2: about them every week,
1: even though they weren't official. We did, sponsored. and we had to like
2: say, they're not sponsoring us anymore, but we're still using them. But now they are. Maybe they felt our ridiculous
1: love, love. Through, the, <laughs> through the radio waves. Um, so, Plated. They're doing something interesting because it's a parenting podcast. They have decided to do this promo with the idea that you used to love cooking intimate dinners for special someone. And you'd spend hours leafing through recipe books, driving all over for fresh ingredients between kids, career, commutes, all those special candlelight dinners. My husband's like, what is she talking about? (laughs) Um, Have been replaced by boring, less than nutritious takeout, which is totally true, or some frozen ball of yuck you nuke for a few minutes. Please don't do that, people. Here's my advice, plated. Plated is for busy people who love cooking but have zero time for shopping. All right, Amy, what'd you make last week? You just
2: posted. You said, Jake, you had like a I miracle. Made, we did three last week. We did beef moussaka, which um, uh, Omar and Fiona loved. We did radiator pasta with a fresh tomato sauce and fresh mozzarella, which is the one that Jake actually ate. <laughs> um which was the first the first plated meal that he's tasted and i should say like jake he eats plain pasta with butter and cheese so the oh fact that he's 14 it's time to yeah. end that <laughs> so the fact that he actually <laughs> ate a bowl of this was amazing um what was the other one we made oh chicken pieard with the uh, farro how that fancy in, you are yeah. yep and it was easy right well it's i mean it's 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 the directions are very clear um, and it's an easy process. Um, it's it's still cooking, you know. Yeah. I don't want to give people and it's m- prep work. Yeah, it's, it's prep work prep. and it's cooking. And what I've started doing, I used to just start it when I was starting dinner, and then it would some. You know, sometimes it would take an hour. Um, what I do now is usually uh, I do the prep work that morning. So that when I'm actually like the cooking, then goes super super quick because they're yeah, you know good idea. so you're, you're then it's like veggies. you're on one of the
0: morning shows. And you've got everything cut up right in front yeah. of you, like you know properly uh, portioned. To- got my
2: mise en place. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so that that way, like today is a good example. Um, I actually did the prep work this morning for what I'm making, so it's um, it, it it just makes then that half hour before dinner uh, much much easier. So here's what you can do. You
1: can go to plated.com parenting. Choose from amazing chef-designed recipes with new selections every week to fit everyone's taste. And this is totally true. There's like a lot to choose from. Next, the culinary pros at Plated fill a refrigerated box with just the perfect pre-portioned ingredients for your dinner. So if it's a half teaspoon of crushed red pepper, that's what you get. Um, it is not chopped for you. You will do the chopping because you are cooking. Get into it. <laughs> Everything's delivered to your door: fresh meat, poultry, fish, farm-fresh veggies, spices. Everything you need on the date you choose. Not home for your delivery? No worries. Your plated box keeps everything fresh until midnight on the day it arrives, which is also totally true because I have come home to mine that has been oh sitting God. in How front of my ice front door. <laughs> I, like, save the ice packs. Yeah. Really. Oh, awesome. so I. That's what us. I'm saying. They're how many, so how many ice packs are now in my freezer? I know. Yeah. But they're, like, really good ones. Yeah. I like them. I took them to visiting day camp. <laughs> um, <laughs> so hurry over to Plated.com slash parenting now. You will get a free dinner for two with your first purchase. So there is a purchase involved, and you get two free meals in addition to your purchase. We are not sure how many you have to purchase. We're going to find that out. But go to Plated.com slash parenting. You'll get a free dinner for two with your purchase. That's Plated.com slash parenting. I can't say it enough. Plated.com slash parenting. Delicious. And I want to know what everyone's making. Send us your pictures. Send us your pics. And you can hashtag them Plated pics, too. And then Plated will see them, too.
2: Yep. Awesome. All right. We are back with our Bites of the Week. Who is first? I can go first. Okay. I, I like Amen. to go first because once Rebecca stole mine, so I've ever since then, <laughs> I like to go first so that that doesn't happen again. Um, today, now you're probably not listening to this on the day that it was recorded, but today is a Tuesday, and it is the 30th anniversary of the Golden Girls, and I, I just, I grew up on that show. I loved that show. That show was the first hint to me that when I got to be my parents' age, my life wasn't over. You realize how young they were Yeah, you look it up. It's yeah. frightening how young they were. It really is. Um, and only one of them is alive now, which is really, really sad. Um, but it's the 30th anniversary, so there are tons of articles out about them, a lot of nostalgia. I will link to all of it that I can because it's really awesome. And I think there's even a campaign online to get a Golden Girls Lego set. If someone had made, you know, Lego does that competition where like they have, like the Big Bang
1: Theory one and yeah. people voted. I think there was a Golden Girls one. Okay, that needs to happen. It totally needs it to really happen. It really
2: does. I would buy it. Enough with the Star Wars. Get us some Golden yeah. Girls. We want Golden That's Girls. The <laughs> Arthur. That's awesome. All right, all right Andrea. So,
0: so I'm still, I still have travel on the brain. So, I know I've talked about this before. In fact, I think I used it as a Bites of the Week. But Belkin's Mini Surge is my favorite travel gadget because it's, it's about, I don't know, six, eight inches long. And it's got two AC outlets and two USB ports. And you stick it in a hotel room so now everyone can plug in, right? I have the exact same one. It's, and it's I use my it for travel. Thing. Okay, wait. It just got better. No. It did. So now and I literally I mean it went to Israel with my son it's gone to Berlin for it's gone all over the world with me They've just made the Belkin travel Rockstar, which is basically the exact same thing. With cocaine. (laughs) No, an electric guitar. It's a Rockstar. Everything else except minus one USB port. Why, you might ask? Because now that's the little button that turns on the internal 3,000 milliamp battery. So it's also now (gasps) a a portable battery charger. Wow. So if you are, you've got it in your backpack or your travel bag and you realize you need to charge something you just stick your cable in the USB port you do it just like you would on your you know a, a phone case and it's got enough power to charge your phone from this device awesome. and on the end little prongs flip up so when you're in the hotel you just plug it into the outlet and it's charging the device while it's also powering all of your stuff, so coolest thing, greatest yeah, upgrade awesome. is called the Travel Rockstar. It's sixty dollars, and um, we'll have a picture. You know when I Facebook
2: use that a lot. Page. I use that a lot in the airport when yeah. somebody is taking up the outlets and, yes. I, and I'm like, "Can I unplug you for one sec?" And then like four of us can plug mm-hmm. our stuff in. Exactly. Yeah. I've done it. You in always press make rooms, friends when you yeah, travel. Yeah, in a,
0: a press room when there's one, and you know those so bricks. Label it. The sure bricks your name. are so big, so <laughs> yeah. you just take out someone's hunking big ass brick you yep. put this in yep. and then people can plug in with you yep.
1: make you make friends. good friends <laughs> you do. it's always good alright I have two food ones so I am a dark chocolate nut freak <laughs> um, I eat dark chocolate every day as my daughters will tell you, I have my stash and they are not allowed to go into it. Um, I had to buy them their own. Do they know where it is? Oh, they know okay. where it is, because it's in the temperature controlled part of my refrigerator. Um, <laughs> so even though you're not supposed to refrigerate chocolate in the summer in my apartment, I have to. Um, so when I was in Seattle, I was introduced to Theo chocolates, which are made in Seattle. I think, I'm, I'm hoping I'm getting the story right, but he was like some finance, whatever dude, as usual, who then like chucked it all and started this chocolate factory and sources like responsible fair trade chocolate, like he actually goes to the source and all the stuff, but they create these unbelievable chocolate bar combinations that are so delicious. And it's really, really dark chocolate, but it's such good chocolate that it's not bitter. So you can Ooh. be 70% dark chocolate and it's still like got a creaminess to it. Nice. And a. It's so good. They gave us a bag of it in our hotel. Ooh. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die. I was like, Woo I was so wired. Um so And you didn't bring us any? No, I ate. That's just oh, me. I literally did. I was there for Gosh. four days. I ate every some I ate some every night. Um and then so you can mail order it. You can get it mail order at Theo Chocolates. And then my other one is I just got back from Michigan this summer. And I went to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, and my favorite place in Ann Arbor is Zingerman's Deli, which started out as just a deli and has now become an empire. Um, Like Zabar's? And you can actually, well, beyond Zabar's, because what you can do is look them up, and I'm not putting down Zabar's labor practices. I don't know what they are. But Zingerman's has built this incredibly transparent, labor-friendly, amazing business where all the employees are part of the business, and they really do train people and move people up. And it's just expanded into, like, a cafe and a this. So they have a tremendous mail-order business. And Michigan's famous for its cherries. And they make a chocolate cherry bread that is possibly the best thing you will ever eat in your life. You slice it. You toast it. You put butter on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, like, the best thing ever. And I think in the store they only have it on Saturday, which I found out the hard way. Um well I'm sorry Amy do you see any of this in her bag or like that she's brought to share with us I didn't get to so that was my story so when I went up to Ann Arbor on a Tuesday and I couldn't get my chocolate cherry bread I'm so hungry right now so (laughs) even though I was in Ann Arbor I have to mail order my Zingerman's bread Uh. Um, but if you are ever in Ann Arbor I mean the corned beef sandwiches all this stuff actually President Obama went and and they like all reported on which which, well Zingerman's they reported on like which sandwich Obama ordered because it's like a thing Zingerman's Um, and they also have amazing my Chocolate, no, my cherry preserves, which I also buy every time I go to Michigan, were confiscated at the airport one year. So, so no joke, now we drive. <laughs> I drove, I brought back a haul this year, except for my bread, but I brought back my cherry preserves, I brought back my Fago Rock and Rye Pop. Amy will be so happy it's pop and I brought Yay. back my Verner's
2: ginger she makes fun of me all and the time and my Sanders hot fudge I brought back all my Michigan well favorites. we're waiting <laughs> for a picnic next week <laughs> she makes fun of me all the time for calling it pop but it is pop but especially is pop. in certain places yes. like Buffalo and Michigan where they also have Werner's yes. Michigan and Buffalo have a lot of things in common and Faygo cold. Like,
1: Yeah, three hours away from each other
2: yeah. and Faygo and they're cold
1: Yeah, yes, they're cold. True, but only in the winter. And the rest of the time, you're like, look how beautiful it is. Why don't I live here? And then you're like, Because that only lasts for two months. (laughs) So that's a whole different story. So anyway, Zingerman's. I can't recommend enough, the mail order from Zingerman's. And that is our show for today. Check us out at facebook.com
2: slash parenting bites. I think we're announcing the winner of our contest. Yeah right? we have hey? the winner. We're just waiting for to, to make sure that she's alive and responding and then we'll announce the winner. Okay we will announce the winner.
1: you um, Follow us on Twitter with hashtag parenting bites. You can find us on iTunes at parenting bites. There's a a trend here um, <laughs> please rate us review us subscribe it's how we get found send, send us your plated pics yeah. send us your fall TV
2: you know recommendations or movies and tell Rebecca she's wrong about The Muppet Show that your kids love it
1: <laughs> I don't know anyone yet whose kids love The Muppet <laughs> Show but I would love to hear about it and um, on play.it where you can find Parenting Bites and all of the other CBS podcasts check you out next week we'll see you bye. next week bye, bye.